This morning in Hebrews chapter 12, starting in verse 14, the very first thing that they write here says, pursue peace with, with who? Everyone. Pursue peace with everyone and holiness. Without it, no one will see the Lord. Make sure that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no root of bitterness springs up, causing trouble, and by it. And by it, defiling many. Make sure that there isn't any immoral or irreverent person like Esau. He sold his birthright in exchange for one meal. For you now know that later, when he wanted to inherit the blessing, he was rejected because he didn't find any opportunity for repentance. Though he sought it with tears. I can remember as a child watching on television in the late 60s and early 70s. And I would see women, and I'd see fathers, I'd see mothers and daughters and, and, and wives and fathers and brothers weeping because another soldier didn't make it home. And I saw these families that were crying in bitter tears, weeping and wanting to know why was it their son? Their son or their daughter that went and fought. Their husbands, their daddies, and their, and their mamas that went and fought to keep and guarantee our birthrights. And those rights that they gave us, we hold really strongly in our hearts and our lives. God established this birthright deal a long time before the United States got started. We find if we go back and look at the time of Abraham, Jacob, Isaac, we find what happens. We find one day that Esau, Esau was the firstborn of his family, and he stood to inherit the birthright and the blessing because he was the oldest. And that birthright and blessing was to be honoring what his father had started. Now, I'm not the firstborn in my, male in my family. I'm, I'm the second. Some of you are the firstborn. And with that being said, if you were living in the biblical times when your father passed away, you got everything he had was given to you. Everything was poured out to you. All of his money, all of his livestock, all of his land, any joint ventures he was in, you were in them with, with, with those people now. And he was to provide, the birthright was to provide not only that his father's reputation and word and name continued on, but he had to provide for the widows and the offspring 
of his father's, just like his father had. Now, how many of you in here today have seen this happen at, when someone passes away? Someone passes away and you go to the funeral home and you come back to the house and stuff's missing. Stuff that you wanted, somebody else got. Stuff that you thought belonged to you and it would be done differently. I always get amazed at after a funeral because if there is a sick, sickness and there's a time the family will all gather together and they'll support each other and they'll hug on each other and, oh, we're going to get through this, we're going to stand with it. As soon as that life leaves that body, you want what you want and don't want nobody else to have it. Not at all. Well, that didn't happen in the old days. Esau was the firstborn, so that meant he was going to inherit everything his father had. So it was a great honor, but it was also a great burden. So what Esau did was he went out one day and he went hunting and and he had been gone for a long time. And, and, And they call it hunting for the same reason you call it fishing. Because if you were bringing home a basket of fish every day, we'd call it catching. But we call it fishing. So they called it hunting because if you've ever been out hunting, you know you're not going to bring home a full bounty every time you go out. Well, Esau had gone out and he had just laid it out. He had stayed out there and he had, had hunted and looked and was, and I don't know why his father had all kind of goats and cattle and everything. If he was hungry, all he had to do was walk out, but he was a man. <laughs> he was a man. So what does that mean, men? I got to go kill something or we can't eat. I got to go out over here and see what I can find. So Esau had gone out, and Esau, being the firstborn and also the man that he was, was his father's favorite son. But his brother, see, he was a twin, and his brother came out holding on to the ankle. Hanging on. But he was still the second born. Esau was a man. He had hair all over his arms, his hands, his neck. He smelled like a man. You ever had anything that smells like that? Smells like a man? My daughter was her student teaching and this young boy walked up, I don't know, 10, 11th grade, and, and he was trying to impress my daughter. So he come up and, and he said, you like my cologne? And Brittany said, yeah. It's Stetson, right? And he was like, yes. And she goes, yeah, I know. My dad wears it. Now go on. <laughs> there is a certain smell that men have. My wife's grandmother said that when she first saw her husband, 
is that he was out working in a field. He was sweating from head to toe. He was dirty, but he was the best looking thing she had ever saw. And her grandfather said about her, his, her grandmother, a guy said, I just didn't you marry the least of those Walden girls? And he said, they ain't a least in that bunch. So I'm sure they had a good night that night. But Esau smelled like a man. So when he come back in from hunting this one time, he come in and he was on the verge of starvation. And, and he was letting being hungry stir his emotions and his mind and everything. And he come in and there sat baby brother who was a farmer who looked after things around the combine there that they had and, and he was cooking a meal. The Bible says of lentils and, and red sauce. And Esau come in and he said, you know, I'm hungry and I'm about famished. I'm going to die. How many of you feel that way about 12.15 on Sunday morning? He ain't going to shut up. I'm going to die right here in this pew. So Esau went up to his brother's pot and he said, give me something to eat, brother. And his brother, well, Rebecca played favorites because his brother was her favorite son. And they had just worked and schemed all their life for her to try to push in and make her, her favorite one the most liked. But Esau went up and he said, you know, brother, just give me something to eat. And he said, all right, but I want you birthright. I want that right that is rightfully yours, guaranteed to you by God, by our Father, and by tradition, that I get your birthright. And what happened? You look back over in Genesis, we find out that in Genesis 25, this story takes place. And it's verse 25, or chapter 25, verses 27 through 34. Esau sells his birthright to his brother Jacob. This morning, I want to ask you, have you sold your birthright? Have you sold what was the most important thing to you for something else? Esau was hungry. There's times we're hungry. Esau was tired. There's times we're tired. Esau was weak. And there's times that we're weak. And we'll sell our birthright just to get something to eat or to drink. I shared with them the other day and Katie and I and our daughter went to St. Louis and we watched a ball game and we came out and there was no rooms to be found in St. Louis. And we drove and we drove and we drove and I had to be in Sedalia the next morning real early and, and we drove and drove and we were tired. We'd worked all day. 
watched the ball game, left driving half the night it seems like, and all of a sudden there's a sign on the side of the road that says vacancy. We were tired. I pulled in. We had called motels, had motels call other ones. There was nothing found. So we pull up, and, and, and it says vacancy. So we pull into this little parking lot, and I was beginning to wonder because we had to wind down this road and back up in, and when we pulled in, it looked like one of those scenes out of a horror movie. Just, just You knew something bad was going to happen here. So I went up, and I woke the guy up, and he stands there at the door, and he says, yeah, well, I said, I need a room. He said, how long? My first clue. I was tired. I did not take that first clue. I said, the rest of the night. And he said, really? And, yeah. So then he starts trying to figure up what the hourly rate for the rest of the night would have been. And I paid it, and I went back and got Katie and Brittany out of the truck, and we went inside. And One of those, when you walk inside that room, you look at it, and you think, I'm not sleeping tonight. And as I run into the restroom and come out, I heard my daughter and my wife gasp and then start laughing. But it wasn't that good ha-ha laugh. It was that I'm going to kill my husband laugh. (laughs) Have any of you men ever heard that laugh? You know what it is. It's kind of like the look. Well, I got the laugh from my wife and my daughter. I think they were in training that night. I don't know. But as I run back in to see what the urgency was, I was expecting to see a body on the floor, something sticking out from under the bed that didn't look right. But no, as Katie pulled back the covers, the blankets on the bed said, property of U-Haul. They were moving blankets on the bed. We slept in chairs. But we were tired, and I sold my restful night's sleep moving blankets from U-Haul. We got up and went the next morning and we were still tired. Well, Esau went in and he sold his very most valuable possession in that time was the right of his birthrights. So he was now no longer going to receive what was rightfully his, because he sold it, because he was tired and he was weak. Some of us in here this morning are, are tired and we're, and we're weak. We've been fighting battles that nobody else knows about. There's a part of our soul that is aching this morning so bad because we're in a battle spiritually, physically and mentally with the world that nobody else sees. And we're almost ready to give up our birthright. The right that God gave us when we got saved, when we accepted Him, and we're almost ready to give it completely away. And nobody else knows it. We find if we look over in chapter 27 of Genesis. The plan was set into motion to steal steal the blessing. 
Jacob and his mother had schemed and they had planned and they had everything. Esau come in and, and his father was sick. Isaac was dying. And he said, go out. Kill me something. Bring it back and make my favorite meal. So Esau went out. And he left and he stayed gone. And as soon as he got outside the camp, Rebecca goes in and she gets her son and she says, now's the time. Go kill two goats. Bring them to me. I'll make his favorite meal. It'll be the best thing he's ever ate. He's almost blind. He's dying. He won't know it's you. Jacob said, well, I, wait a minute. My brother's hairy. He has an odor. She said, I'll fix that. Just go get him. So he goes out, he kills the two goats, and he brings them back. And, and, and I'm going to be honest with you. Having seen goats killed, I think had to be death. Because they make a lot of racket. So he brings him back and he brings the meat to his mother and starts cooking and, and she tells him, go in your brother's tent. Go in his closet. Rifle through all those clothes he's got hanging up in there and find his favorite coat and put it on. So he does. He goes over, goes in his tent, Rifles through his closet. Now, fortunately, I had a boy and a girl. So neither one of them rifled through the other one's closet. But some of you have seen things out here that are, brother, are sisters or are brothers. You ever get mad when they rifle through your closet looking for something? And I look back and all three Brewster girls are looking at each other like, yeah. <laughs> But he went in and he got that coat out and he put it on. And when he come back, his mama's got the, the goats roasting and all the vegetables to go with it. And she's got all the herbs and the spices. And she went all out. This was like a birthday meal for him. And he said, but mom, this coat ain't going to get it. So she takes the hides of the goats and she puts it on his hands. She put it on the back of his neck. And she said, now here, take this in and serve your father. So he goes in and he, he brings in his father's favorite meal. He just loves. And he can still smell it. And he brings it in and he says, Esau, how did you get this so quickly? Because he knew Esau had not had time to go hunting and come back. And to prepare the meal. And Jacob, starting the process of stealing the blessing, said, like a lot of times we as Christians do, Well, God blessed me today. God knew you were hurting, so He sent it right to me. I didn't even have to leave camp. It was right there. I got it for you, Lord, Father, and, and, and that we prepared it and we're ready. And he said, well, this smells like, and it's something that my oldest son Esau would bring, but it's not his voice. So he said, come closer and let me. So as he came in, he felt of his hands, and he felt the, the fur, the hair of those goats. And he reached up and he grabbed him by the back of the neck where his mother had put that hair. 
and he pulled him in close to give him a kiss on the cheek. And as he pulled him in, he smelled Esau's scent on that coat. And he said, you know, the voice is not right, but everything else is my son. And so he sat down and he set his son down and he, and he gave him the blessing. How many times do we as Christians wear the right thing? Look the right way? Smell like we're a Christian? But yet we go out and deceive others. We use our relationship with the Lord to cause others pain. You know, as we watched that video this morning, and I, and I, I saw it a few weeks ago, and I, I just I couldn't help but laugh, of thinking about people driving through the parking lot and looking out. You know, and the one that I liked was, you know, y'all fixing to make me park in a handicapped spot. We may have the outward appearance of what it should be to be a Christian, but inside... Have we sold our birthright? Have we let the world steal our blessings so much that we will change everything we believe in to conform to it? Have we sold out our birthright, the God-given right, that we can be happy and joyful and have peace and fellowship and communion with one another? And that we as children of God, blessed by the Father of all fathers, have a birthright that we are to help and support those others that the Father has sent to us. But we've sold that off. And then we turn around and we find that our blessing has been stolen because of the lies that the world tells us and the lies that Satan brings in and gives to us and tells us this is the best that it's going to be. My favorite line in any movie, other than a John Wayne, all of them are good in John Wayne, but in a regular movie, if you watch, ever get a chance to watch as good as it gets, when Jack Nicholas is in the corner of the psychiatrist's office and all these people are in there having all these problems and he comes out and slams the door because she's tired of dealing with him, like we as Christians do a lot of times with our fellow Christians and friends, we slam the door and just, I'm, I'm through with it. I'm not going to deal with it anymore. And Jack Nicholas walks out and here sits this room full of people that have all these problems and he looks them up and says, what if this is as good as it gets? This morning I want to ask you a question. If somebody came in and saw your life, not the one that you portray, not the one that you want to show to everybody else. But if they actually saw your life, would they have to say, is this really as good as it gets? Is this all that there is? It's because we've sold our birthright off for a meal or, or something sometimes even less valuable than a meal. And then we've gone off and we've allowed 
our blessing to be stolen from us, to be taken from us. Well, you see, the, the firstborn was always to be treated with dignity and respect. This morning, I want to ask you, does this sound like your story? That you've lost your birthright. Somebody has stolen your blessing. Now, you may walk in here today, and you may have on your finest Christian outfit that you had in the closet this morning. And you may be smiling from ear to ear, but inside it feels like your soul is in the very pits of hell. It feels like that, oh, I've got to put on this image and make myself look good. But on the inside, I'm, I'm falling apart because I've lost my birthright and I've lost my blessing. Some of us here today have had our blessing stole and often it's by another family member. Sometimes it's a stranger. Sometimes it's a trusted and loved friend. A blessing that was rightfully yours or ours. It may have been the very one that you trusted the most. The very one that you looked to in this world. That through their deceit and tri trickery that they've stole away your ability to love, have peace and joy. And now that it's stolen from you, it seems like it's gone forever. you see there's a special part of this because one day in a little town called Bethlehem there was another firstborn son and that firstborn son came from heaven and he brought his birthright a birthright that was given to him by God a birthright that would allow him to reclaim us and to reclaim our birthright. The one of our birthrights and our blessings that had been stolen away or we gave away. That birthright given to him by his father and the blessings that was bestowed upon him that he would lay it down Lay it all down for us to freely take. You see, he was born of a virgin in a lowly stable, but he come from a heavenly mansion in a holy heaven. His birthright was to leave that heavenly home in a far off city from a royal place that he truly deserved born in a country that was unwilling to accept him and in a land that rejected him. Yet he came to follow the birthright that had been placed upon him from the beginning of time. You see, as God looked down through the ages, he saw a need that we would lose our birthright and we would lose our blessing and he saw a need to provide a way for us to reclaim that and have it a part of our lives. That birthright that was there given to him by his father 
That birthright was to be the one, the last one, the final supreme sacrifice for you and I. God did not ask us to go to the cross to receive back our birthright. God sent the very best that He had. He sent His own Son that you and I could reclaim the right and the blessing and the peace that we deserve. That birthright that was given to His Son that He did not deserve, that should have been ours, but His Son bore that to the cross. The one that should have been blessed by us all, that was cursed by many, He still laid down His birthright and His blessing that you and I could be restored. You see, because Jesus came from heaven, He gave the throne, gave it up, He gave up the throne of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. That we, we could receive peace and joy in our hearts and our lives. That we would be what His Father wanted us to be. And that is truly blessed by the Lord of all. This morning, some of us in here today Our blessings have been stolen away from us. They've been taken by family. They've been taken by strangers. They've been taken by friends. Some of us in here today are having our blessings stolen from us because family or friends just keep taking more and more and more than they deserve. You feel like you've got to give it all up to keep them a part of your life. Some of us in here this morning are are laying in in beds at night that are cold all year round. And even when there's a body present, it just seems like the other side is empty. That no one is actually there. Our blessing has been stolen. This morning when our invitation song is sung, The song says, even when it hurts. Even when it hurts. When you've given up that birthright, you can cry out to God when you're hurting. When you've given up that blessing to let somebody else steal it out of your heart and your life, you can give it up to God. Even when it hurts. Even when family walks away from you, even when friends tell you that there's no use in it, even when the church has given up, even when you hurt like your soul is being ripped by hell itself, God still has a birthright and a blessing for you. God still raises up people from the, the, the pits of despair. God still loves us. And He still cares for us. We may think in our hearts and our minds, what I sold my birthright for, I can never get it back. And that blessing that was stolen from me, I don't have anything on earth that's valuable enough Get that blessing back. 
You're right. But because God's Son, the firstborn, went from heaven to hell and got the keys and brought them back out and He died on that cross and He went into the grave and He won over victory. You have the price to be paid because He paid it all. Ourselves, we can't do it. God's Son did it for us. This morning, I want you to look in your heart and your life and I want you to ask yourself, what did I sell my birthright for? What happened that stole the blessing out of my heart and out of my life? And this morning, if I go down, who's going to Who's going to talk about me? You know, as Christ was walking up that hill, there were people talking about Him. As Christ was headed to die on a cross, the most cruel death at that time that could ever have been implemented on a human being, people were laughing at Him. They were spitting at Him. And they were mocking Him. And they were cursing Him. We're worried about what somebody might say about us. Christ went to the cross. He walked that long walk. He lived out that life that He didn't deserve and didn't have to to provide that way for you and I. That all that's wiped out. So this morning as, as we get ready to close and, and people are, are praying in their hearts and their lives, Father, I just, I just, I, Lord, just, God, direct them. Because some of us in here today need to reclaim our birthright. Some of us in here today need to reclaim the blessings that we deserve, that God give freely to us. This morning, as we sing that song, even when it hurts. Even when it hurts. This morning I want to ask you, are you hurting? Is there a part of you that is hurting so bad that you feel like nothing on this earth can stop it? And if you're hurting that bad, come and let God take control. Because you see, there is nothing on this earth God of heaven that can bring it to you. As we all stand this morning, Father, we thank you, Lord, for your your son. That, Lord, that he came and, and died on the cross, Lord. And, Father, that he freely gave up his birthright. Father, the right that he could have been living in glory for you forever and ever. Father, this morning, we just thank you for that. But God, this morning we ask that you touch hearts that are here today. Father, hearts that have given up their birthright. Father, hearts that have had their blessings stolen. Lord, that you mend those hearts. Father, you restore the blessings. Father, as the song says, when it hurts like I'm in hell itself, God, would you please...
Restore to them this morning, Lord. Give them the courage and strength to step out. Father, let them find you. And Father, let them lay it all on you. Father, that they would walk out. Father, we ask all this in your holy name this morning. Amen.